Injustice, released October 19th, 2021. The movie, based off the video game, based off the comic books, based off the DC characters that Warner Brothers can't help but continue to fuck up. Um, and what's that up in the sky? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's me, Dilavento. And I'm uh, very grumpy in the Batcave, Nick Nundall. <laughs> and this is Attract Mode. Grumpy in the Bat Cave. Grumpy in the Bat Cave. That's my name. Holy grumpiness, Nick Man. Why so uh, grumpy? Why so well, serious? I, d- I am glad you're asking because <laughs> I did want to come out and say my piece before we got into this. This movie, I felt very strongly, shouldn't be on our podcast. And I, I do have to step back from that and acknowledge that, yes, it is definitely a movie of the video game storyline. Uh, so, you know, to, to an extent, it's a bad adaptation, but it is an adaptation of that storyline. It is a video game movie in spite of my protests, but it is so fucking outrageously terrible (laughs) that I still hold to my original stance that we shouldn't have done it on this podcast. It is bullshit. It was a story that they did in 2003 on the justice league cartoon Mm. better 20 years before this movie, almost 20 years before this movie. Um, It's a story that they took the cool elements from retold it poorly in 2013, 10 years after the fact for a video game and have waited almost 10 years to retell poorly again. I just don't understand why they need to go back to that. Well, and specifically like, like the animation is worse. The voice acting is worse. The, the stakes are worse. Like, the, the, I, I, I went back and, and watched some of the uh, cutscenes from that first Injustice game by NetherRealm, mm-hmm. and it, that has a very star-studded voice cast. It's like basically all of the original yeah. DC animated. you got Kevin Conroy. You've got Mark Hamill, probably. I don't know if he's in that one. I don't think that's Mark Hamill for the okay. Joker, but it is the voice of Superman from Superman animated show and then mm-hmm. voice of Wonder Woman from the Justice League show and Justice League Unlimited. Maybe the voice actor for green arrow open i'm not sure and the weird thing is this movie has i would say a big name cast for the voice acting world slash a couple of people who are like outside of the voice acting world like it it has competent people i think it number one has terrible scripting for dialogue uh, but also everyone feels cast slightly wrong like I don't like Superman's voice in this. I Batman's fine. Batman, I think, is the one who gets away probably the best. And maybe like Plastic Man. <laughs> our our collective favorite character in this movie is Plastic Man. Yeah. Um, but uh everyone else just kind of like either grates on some nerve or is too close to a better voice actor who's done it before. Like the Joker in this is clearly trying to be like Mark Hamill's Joker. And and I think it's like close enough that it's not good because of that. 
Yeah. Do you think he's trying to, I feel like it, it kind of feels like he was trying to split the difference between like Mark Hamill's Joker and like Heath Ledger's Joker. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he was trying to be both. Yeah. Either way, like, I mean, I think there's enough Hamill in there that it's, it's definitely an attempt in that direction. And it's like, well, you can't do him. <laughs> you got to do something different. Yeah. No Joker's ever going to be as good as Mark Hamill's Joker for any kind of live act. I mean, any kind of voiceover work. So yeah. Be the uh, the Rastafarian Joker from that one oof, oof. animated <laughs> series. I mean, they do they do go downhill sometimes. Yeah, it's better than that. I'll give you that. But you know, there is there is the benefit to uh, watching and discussing this movie that you know it's not a huge benefit, but at the very least, we don't have to go into huge depth into who these characters are. We don't have mm. to kind of front load with like. You know, here's Hamaru and here's Kazuya Mishima and here's this <laughs> character and that character. It's like it's Batman, it's Superman, it's the Flash, it's Green Arrow. Like you know who these characters are. What if, if like, people don't know who Wonder Woman is? Um, how could they? How could we portray the full depth of her character range and emotion in this film? <laughs> the deep, fully fleshed out character that they gave yeah, to us yeah. in this movie. To someone who doesn't know Wonder Woman, yeah, we're doing a disgrace to Gal Gadot's amazing. This, this Wonder Woman of, is so insulting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's also like, I'm sure they can get away with some of it because they're quote unquote evil a little bit. Like they're evil versions yeah. of them. Um, I don't think that's but, a good justification. But they weren't supposed to start evil. They're supposed to have like fallen into this darker version of themselves. Yeah. Through events that transpire in the movie that we can get into, I guess. Um, but like no one it's just it's all so quick it's just like snap to like i mean I, I feel like wonder woman starts evil honestly in this movie and, and maybe that's just a difference in this universe right they're their own earth one well i feel like i feel like wonder woman is always like sometimes portrayed as distrustful of humanity yeah um and is very quick to default to diplomacy via warfare <laughs> like right yeah no, that's fair i mean it's been but there is still more <laughs> character to her usually i would think i don't know yeah 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 Yeah. i mean i could i could see it i'm not uh she almost seems like in this movie uh like superman's evil vizier yes like right hand man she's just there to piss him off more like to 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 feed his anger yeah yeah so you know who dc superheroes are we're gonna go in with that assumption you might not know what injustice is so just a brief description (laughs) of that hold on actually yeah i do if you don't know who dc superheroes are this is not the way to learn is a fair statement do not start with this (laughs) franchise just do what we all did and spend like a weekend on wikipedia just reading Uh every entry and like wow okay you know everything i don't need to read a single comic now that's right but uh, Injustice, um, so NetherRealm, the folks that make Mortal Kombat, they are owned by Warner Brothers. Uh, and so <laughs> before this, they made a game called DC versus MK. I don't know if you remember that one. I do. I never played it, but I, I've seen, yeah. Where uh, the Mortal Kombat characters like swapped universes with the DC characters and they fought each other and fought each other's villains. So it was like Shao Kahn and Darkseid fighting the the justice league and the mortal Kombat characters respectively and then they made a game called injustice which is what this movie is prequel to and injustice is just us is just us just it's it's just us comma the dc characters um and 
it's just kind of like a whole new story. I mean, this is when Another Realm started getting really into telling kind of in-depth quote-unquote stories with their fighting quote, unquote, games. Big, big, hard finger quotes in the air. Well, people really like that Mortal Kombat reboot before they did 9, 10, sure. 11. So there's the Mortal Kombat reboot, and then they did MK9, MK10, MK11. Um, and MK9 was kind of like, or the, the MK reboot was kind of like this this kind of like reestablishment of like, okay, we have all of these like storied characters. We're going to retell the MK1 fight or like i think it told like one through three i think it like started with the tournament yeah. and went through i can't remember um and then i guess warner brothers at some point between how well mk versus dc did mm-hmm. and seeing what they were doing with like kind of like their cinematics in their mk games were like okay we're gonna do a, a dc game because warner brothers is that like as seen on tv gif of the person like carrying too many things and can't hold them they're like all of these ips and no talent to run them what do i do (laughs) and then zach snyder's right there like ready to catch them yeah um which i will say slight side tangent uh i can't believe we completely predicted that warner brothers smash clone that has now been comes yeah yeah i (laughs) i have such like uncomfortable feelings about that too because Warner Brothers has just consistently let me down so much lately for like a franchise that I grew up, you know, liking a lot of Warner Brothers products um, or not franchise, excuse me, uh, a uh, production studio Yeah. Um, that like <laughs> now it just seems like they really have no idea what to do, but they're like, well, we own them better use them. And, and that's what that game feels like it's inherently going to be no matter what to me. Like, we'll see. Maybe it will surprise me, but I'm I mean, I, I, li- I like Warner Brothers. Uh, WB Games output has been pretty good in recent decades. You got the Arkham Asylum game. Arkham you Asylum got, for sure stands out. Yeah. Um, MK, obviously, you have mm-hmm. the Shadow Mordor games that I really like. Yeah. The first one I loved. Uh, you know, the second one is a big, bit of a departure in style enough that it bothered me but yeah and they're putting fucking shaggy in it so shaggy's gonna be fighting Uh batman fighting gandalf so Uh so it gets all the meme clicks that it needs (laughs) yeah (laughs) doesn't need to be good it just needs to be gifable it just needs attention yeah but back to this movie so this is a prequel to what happens at the beginning of the first injustice game yes and no there's some there's some incongruities here in this movie it's it's a retelling of it with different yeah events happening yeah um there are some character deaths that happen in this that aren't in the injustice the first Mm -hmm. injustice game which i thought was really weird but they're dealing with a bunch of other random shit let's just get into it yeah so where do we start we start in metropolis we get perry white drinking his morning cup of joe getting ready to shout at his only three employees jimmy olsen lois lane clark ken i guess yeah the only people who work for him yes yes in this giant skyscraper that the daily planet owns cut to lois in clark's apartment they are still in bed uh clark wakes up first and kind of in a creepy voyeuristic way i mean i don't know i he just he he listens to Lois's heartbeat, which is like okay, that's kind of cute. But like yeah. with his powers, uh, it feels slightly weird because of the context of the scene. I feel like any other 
time it would be like well you know people do that like like if your partner is sleeping sometimes you might you know listen to them <laughs> i don't know that's yeah. there's no weird not weird way to say it now that i've started talking <laughs> but yes with his powers he's able to determine that she is in fact pregnant yes. which sends him in a a fit of excitement and he announces it to her first thing in the morning um and that that's the weird idea like because does he scan her every morning <laughs> with his superpowers? Yeah. Are there like, two heartbeats? Yeah. Well, like, I imagine he's doing like a complete physical. He's like, any cancerous cells in there? I can laser those out with my eyes. <laughs> you know, uh, burn. I can, I can freeze off some of those unsightly skin tags for you with my frost breath. <laughs> there is, uh, to that point in the game, they, they established that he can identify DNA in the game that Superman can like register, which how yeah. how does that work does he use Super like his vision yeah i was about to say his microscopic vision he's like yeah. counting the he's looking at the strands of dna i just dumb when he zooms in he sees actual t a and g pairs like <laughs> yeah 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 link those together memorize this pattern i think superman is a stupid character i think superman is dumb and doesn't work in most storytelling because he is too powerful and it just it never works out you always have to kneecap him somehow or give the other side a boost it's i yeah i don't like superman um so yeah he's excited that they're gonna have a baby i think it's really kind of fucked up to just tell your wife that she's pregnant like that maybe let her discover that on your own or like hey maybe she had a pregnant test or something i think once you know you have to say it and and they do play it as like he's so excited he just blurts it out so like reasonable reaction even if it comes across creepy to us but like i think if you know you have to tell someone that's fair i didn't mean like conceal it from her but like maybe like where did this pregnancy test come from (laughs) i might as well use it it's here i don't know (laughs) superman using his super speed to catch some of lois lane's urine she's peeing no no uh all right so that happens (laughs) we I don't, my my notes are very sparse because I was like oh. I was just it's just a bullet point of yeah I, my my notes are all just like bullet points of all the scenes because this movie does the thing that so many video game movies do but this is one of the worst offenders for me I think uh, maybe just because I fucking hate it so much but who knows uh, where there's so many scenes but so few of them are plot crucial like it's scene change to like get rid of a character or scene change to have a character be on screen one time in the movie um like uh, just to jump ahead a little bit there is a point where aquaman is there and he's mad about something and he leaves and you think that's gonna be a returning plot element a chekhov's gun of some kind no he's just done that's it that's (laughs) all he's there for is to be like don't worry we remembered aquaman exists like that is it exit stage right yes so it's lots and lots of that but here's the next plot crucial thing i remember is that jimmy olsen and lois get a tip off that some bad shit's going down at the docks um in metropolis so they're gonna go investigate there's a couple of kind of low-level thugs just hanging around i think they're like offloading illegal cargo or something yeah went out of nowhere (laughs) (laughs) and plucky jimmy olsen takes out his trusty camera to snap some photos of the bad guys and then from his point of view he pans over and there's just a gun (laughs) pointed at his face and then it goes off yeah 
It is a wildly dark slash comical way to start the action in this movie is shooting Jimmy Olsen in the face through his camera and then Joker emerges from the shadows. He's the one who pulled the trigger. Um, And I mean, like, I guess it's a credit to this movie that we started fucking laughing when Joker killed someone because that is what you kind of want is the absurdity of violence uh, to come from the Joker. But it's also just so jarring as an audience member. Like, I didn't... yeah, it's that. Also, like, you know, I think Jimmy Olsen is like a, a fan favorite punching bag. Yeah, because he's just always displayed as a plucky dipshit, and just to see him get off so quickly and unceremoniously at the beginning of this movie, yeah, you just you just can't help but laugh. Yeah, but yeah, they they kill Jimmy Olsen. Um, Harley Quinn sneaks up behind Lois and knocks her out with her trusty clown hammer or whatever. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We should. <laughs> I I I apologize for throwing this in in this weird spot. We probably should give a warning to the audience that there is like this is a dark movie. Yeah, it's 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 not as dark as those uh, Mortal Kombat anime movies we've been watching. It's definitely it's definitely the I same don't studio. Know. It's not as gory. Okay, maybe, it's not as gory, but I this guess is darker in a real world sense. Shh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That like th- so do we do like a trigger warning type thing for? Yeah, you'd say kind of just domestic violence of a nature um violence against women and and um, children and children yeah so if that stuff like is a real trigger like be aware that you're going into that or don't listen or whatever but that that just i want to get that out of the way before we got that's good that's that's a good thank you for catching that um but yeah so they incapacitate lois lane the kidnapper uh superman gets wind of this and he starts hurriedly searching all of all of metropolis for the joker enlists his other justice league buddies to help out the flash is there batman's there the flash is running around he runs into the metro tunnels in metropolis and finds like an access (laughs) room on the side of one of the tunnels and he hears like joker's laughter and he's like i got him and he goes in and what would he find but the corpse of scarecrow (laughs) Yeah, just straight up dead, killed off screen. Yeah. There he is. Um, which is funny because he's in his like very traditional scarecrow outfit, um, like very Wizard of Oz inspired. Mm-hmm. And Flash doesn't say anything until he pulls the hood off his head and it's just, you know, regular Jonathan Crane and Flash goes, oh, Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't recognize him until the mask is off. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's been clearly killed by Joker because he's got the like twisted yes. smile the death smile and in fact there's some other characters uh because before this scene we also have the um the scientists who are attacked they were messing around with kryptonite um doing some kind of experiment yeah that has been stolen as well so you're kind of like supposed to piece together like oh something's happening with joker and kryptonite and he's got plans yeah um but also while flash is in this room yes he (laughs) he he buzzes his his uh jl colleagues he's like oh i found scarecrow he's dead and then like some gas dissipates into the room um and it's never clear if it's like joker gas or scarecrow gas but it doesn't fucking to me it's clear 
I think it's Scarecrow gas for sure. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter either way because that's not what kills him. What kills him is a fucking buzzsaw that just comes out of the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they cut away from him and just like a gout of blood splashes on, on the opposite wall. And so yeah. Flash is dead. Uh, so this is the first incongruity with the Injustice game because Flash is very much alive in yeah. the Injustice game. Which I expect was a choice that they made to be like, hey, Injustice fans, you don't know what's going to happen in this movie. You may think you know because Flash is so important in the other one. But, sure. But here we go. And they do that. The The DC MA movies have been doing that a lot where they'll like yeah. change plot elements from yeah. like what they've been in the in the comics it's a weird weird yeah. choice i think that's the intent is to be like hey it's a new story get get with it um get hit daddy O. yeah but i do know that i looked after we watched it and like there's so many people mad on twitter about it <laughs> who are just like they fucking killed flash in the first five minutes of this movie god damn it he's who my cares? favorite Oh, some people cares? some people love flash i have uh, no there's no love lost for me for dc yeah. i'm not a comic book guy like whatever like i like the mcu because it's like its own contained story and they waited a fucking decade to get like really out there with comic booky stuff mm. but dc like i used to be the biggest fan of batman like grew up watching the animated series and just i've just been fucking <laughs> All the trust is lost between yes. me and, and yeah. Detective Comics. Yeah, I can fully agree. Um, and I th- it's such a weird thing that like they kill so many characters so quickly in this movie because that's clearly the Mortal Kombat influence, right? The Injustice video game influence. Yeah, because these characters never fucking die. In like, certainly characters die in DC Comics, but in such like petty and small ways. Like the idea that Flash, who can like. Th- think and move fast enough to freeze time perspectively you know like uh that that gas could catch him unaware is insane because as soon as you hear the hiss of gas or you see it start to like leak out of the vent or whatever he could just buzz out of there and like the wind would disperse the gas from his movement but instead he stops looks at it inhales it sees some weird scary visions and is frozen says i can't move um which also weird like maybe it's a maybe it's a joker scarecrow like toxin hybrid or yeah. something paralyzed gas yeah because i, don't I know assumed he, he was move. frozen with fear because now i am remembering that yeah, he was I hallucinating at the time yeah uh nightmare um, then, visions <laughs> but yeah they just kill them so unceremoniously uh that it's it's sort of shocking except like you i also don't care <laughs> like yeah. no love lost i'm just like yeah whatever he's dead now yeah. And, and again, Flash also, like you said, like someone that can travel through time because he can run so fast. Yeah. Like the power scale is so off, it might as well not matter. Yeah. Um. All right. So Flash is dead. Yeah. Lois is kidnapped. Flash is dead. Uh, kryptonite has been stolen. Um, and all of this sort of comes together with batman calling on the justice league he's like no matter where you are just get the fuck over here (laughs) because he knows how risky it is for superman to have you know like with if lois is in trouble superman's fucking on edge let's get together and fix this yeah he contacts green lantern who is currently in space like redirecting an asteroid and it's like i i think your your sense of priorities are off just a touch batman just a touch a single person even if they are the love interest of Superman versus a potentially planet ending event 
Mm. Well, I, I think he thinks of Superman as a potentially planet-ending event, though, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So he's like, get that done and then come on. Um, and collectively, they are able to discover that Joker has hijacked a submarine and is is running away. <laughs> he's he's sailing out of Metropolis, subbing out of Metropolis. Uh-huh. Um, Taking the secret ocean and I'm getting yeah. the fuck out of here. Which is like, it's such an obvious, like, of course Superman can deal with a submarine, you know, there's no challenge there for Superman, so it's it's definitely a trap, but of course Superman blunders his way right into it in spite of that. Um, Superman swims down, lifts up the submarine, brings it into the air, tears it open. He gets gassed first. It, it's, the, it's the Scarecrow gas, and inside is, uh, well, what he sees is Doom, Doomsday? Doomsday, yes, yeah. Doomsday, yeah. <laughs> um, who he like recognizes and has fought before. Um, so he sees Doomsday and Doomsday's like face like shifts and blurs and becomes like a skull for a second and then shifts and blurs back. And so he starts punching him and like tears him out of the submarine and flies up into space and is like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill you. And then Batman has figured out with the kryptonite and the scarecrow stuff and everything else. He's like, no, what you're seeing isn't really Doomsday. And Superman like, you know, I guess blinks really hard. (laughs) And is able to deal with the scarecrow gas and realizes that he has just punched and taken to space and suffocated his pregnant wife, which is fucking dark. Yeah. (laughs) Like, holy shit. Uh, So she dead uh, and and baby dead and Superman sad. (laughs) Yeah. Krypton booties never worn. Never yeah uh so that's wild and and i know it's like the plot of injustice but it's like man what a like there's like uh what's the the phrase and i don't know it so if you don't know it this is going to go nowhere but there's like a thing where you like uh you use basically just a woman as like a plot device to like hurt the male character right like fridging yeah she's just fridging fridging thank you yeah yeah she has no purpose in the story other than to make Superman mad. She doesn't get like deep character development. Like, I mean, granted it's DC characters. They don't yeah. ever get deep character development in these cartoons. Coincidentally, the origin of fridging comes from a Green Lantern story. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Cause he, cause he finds his dead wife or girlfriend in a fridge and that makes him. Wow. Wreck havoc. Interesting. Okay. I didn't know that. And that's interesting that it would get used here in 2021. <laughs> hey, the works for Green Lantern. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's real, like, just disappointing, basic. And also doesn't explain how Joker got a submarine. Um, uh, I mean, the kryptonite we explained in the Scarecrow guest, we kind of explained, but it's all handled off screen. So as an origin movie of the events that lead to injustice, a lot of details glossed over. But more importantly... Lois has a scar in her chest and Superman z- zooms in with his x-ray vision and sees that she has a device on her chest uh, attached to like some kind of signal. Yeah, uh, it's like a, a device. kill switch radio. Yeah, thank you. Uh, leading to a bomb in Metropolis that when she dies gets set off and detonates a nuke in the middle of Metropolis just blowing up the city. 
also not explained in the movie how Joker got the fucking nuke. He's able to steal a sub and steal a nuke and nobody noticed. Um, it's um, explained in the games that apparently, yeah, that uh, uh, Lex Luthor just gave it to him. <laughs> what? Luthor's just like, it's cool. We'll have a whole city. Whatever. Yeah. What's the worst yeah. that can happen? Joker. Uh, wow. What? Yep. That's awful. <laughs> That's so shitty. And Luther not in this movie nope. <laughs> at any point. Ah, uh, okay, Dylan. I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> it's just not entertaining to me. Like Joker shooting Jimmy Olsen was hilarious. <laughs> I will yeah, give this that was, movie that was definitely the high point moment. of the movie. Yeah, and then it's just so downhill from there. Um. So, uh, Superman, um, is mega pissed off batman catches joker and brings him in for interrogation and is like why did you kill his wife and son or, or child i don't know I, somehow i know the gender i don't know i can't remember if he does or not uh but he's 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 yelling at him about that and then superman breaks through a wall or something and is like i'm taking over from here and ends up oh you got something to interject i got i got a question how does uh joker know who superman's wife is yeah yeah i got other questions like that in this movie for later too they just let the villains know whatever they want to know i'm gonna just assume that lex luther told him (laughs) 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 now that i know that major game element at the the villain bar that we haven't got to yet it's like (laughs) (laughs) sir not appearing in this film helped joker out quite a bit Mm. um so Joker explains that he did this to Superman because when he p- plays a game with Batman, he always loses. He wanted to win for once. So he set the game to easy mode, which is like video game references. Am I right, gamers? Oh, uh, you having a fun time? Um, I am not. Yeah. <laughs> so Superman is pissed and uh, punches a hole through his lung or heart or both uh, th- through Joker's uh, torso and kills him uh this causes a schism emotionally in the justice league hey you killed joker but also joker bad guy <laughs> joker killed whole city yeah joker killed your wife and child unborn child so like a lot of the justice league is on superman's side over this batman is like eh, you can't go that far it's not okay um wonder woman yells at batman for telling superman he should take some time off and think about things uh and and we sort of d- get to this point where um superman has decided or be- begins to decide i guess over a couple of decisions to just like take over the world he's going to be like well if people won't stop fighting if people won't stop being evil i will make them because this shit's not working uh so he goes full like you know nazi super lord you know uh yeah. fascist dictator on the planet is the idea um, but it starts in everywhere but America. <laughs> Which, weird. Yeah. Weird. I guess he's still going with the whole truth, justice, and the American way at this point. Yeah. Um, because he doesn't really attack any kind of situation in America. He instead flies all over the world hitting like, uh, I think Bialia is the first country they yeah. show. Myanmar. And then, yeah. And then he solves the, <laughs> the Palestine-Israeli conflict 
by just sitting them down and saying, you're going to do it and I'm going to, you're, you're going to sign these peace agreements or I'm going to make you sign them. Uh, and that's that no, no discussion of what those peace agreements are. As you yeah, pointed out, I'm, we're sure, watching. I'm sure they, they were, you know, gave, gave equal yeah. land ownership to, to both nations and recognized them both as yeah. equal parties in that. And there, there will be no further conflict or fallout from that decision on a personal level, like down to people on the streets. Right. Exactly. Like, once Superman sets it right, everything will be okay. They did sign the papers. So everyone has to agree to this. Yeah. It's not like the IDF is going to continue to ransack yeah. homes and whatnot. They're just going to they're just going to back off. And that that's just another like it, it you know what if I could borrow Joe for a minute to come in and just do a ding for this movie. <laughs> like have him come back and do that. That's a big ding on this one because yeah. like the the fridging of Lois and and the death of a child all just sort of casually written off the massive real world suffering of human beings happening in our world like <laughs> just just being like a ah, quick plot point we can throw off with superman like i like metaphorical stories that deal with these real world conflicts when they like show us how to handle a problem in fiction that relates to a real world problem i don't like minimizing real world violence that's happening and just being like well superman would just fix this you know, it, no discussion, no conversation around it, no explanation of what he does. It's just, it's not a story to me. It's just, and then Superman did this, and then Superman did this. Like, five-year-olds create stories yeah. this way. Yeah, I mean, like, it's like, you know, real-life professional analysts are bad at describing and understanding what yeah. would probably need to be done to, like, help facilitate peaceful negotiations in yeah. these parts of the world and i don't think and no offense to you know writers and writers at dc but hey, like i mean all offense to those motherfuckers <laughs> I, I like you just can't like inserting that into a superhero thing like you said yeah. like kind of kind of give it more verisimilitude yeah doesn't help if you if you kind of gloss it over yeah if you can't handle the topic with some level of maturity while you're doing it then just don't do it like put in some fictional countries that are having a conflict and have him go and even what he does do is like he literally physically disarms a lot of nations he goes to north korea and takes their nuclear weapons and goes to another country and blows up all their planes with pilots in them who have to eject and we're shown like parachuting away but you can't tell me none of those pirates were serious pi pirates none of those <laughs> pilots <laughs> pirates in the sky yeah sky pirates yar uh none of those pilots were seriously injured by superman punching a hole through their plane while they're in it also um, just to reiterate does it look like he's denuclearizing the united states Yes, never, never does that come up. In fact, it's after he does all of this to the other countries in the world that we get a cut to a war room where like a general or something is playing video of him punching a, an American drone out of the sky. And they're like, it's all fine and good when he's attacking other countries, but now he's attacked American property. <laughs> and, it's like and someone out there would say that that's too on the nose. Yeah, and I yes. would say... No, that would okay. definitely actually happen in a situation yeah, room it, if Superman well, that's were what I real. mean by on the nose if I were to say that. Like, if I'm that voice of that person, it is, you're absolutely right. It is what would happen. Is everyone would be fine with it until it attacks us. But there's like Amanda Waller exists in the DC universe. Like, 
plans are always made around Superman yeah. before Superman does shit, right? right? Like there are always contingencies for what if yeah. God goes bad. Which they do get a little bit into in this movie. We'll we'll talk about in a moment when we get back into the scene by scene. But like I just want to finish talking about like uh I've I've lost my I've derailed a bit. I'm sorry. Uh easily you could take what he does with demilitarizing places and assign some fictional countries to that and it would be like okay i get the idea but i don't have to turn my brain to real world things that are not being solved by superman because he doesn't exist have those analysts you mentioned considered adding superman to the equation have they <laughs> have they plugged that into their computers to see what would come of that we should we should drive up we should go up to dc and, and yeah. set them straight listen everybody we've got the paperwork we've got the documentation <laughs> to prove it superman would solve this in a heartbeat um so <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I just it just it takes me out of enjoyment to see stuff like that. And and uh, where are we if we jump back into the scenes here after he has demilitarized the world? A lot of the Justice League has split. Aquaman fucks off to <laughs> Equestria or wherever he's from. Where is he? <laughs> Atlantis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't know maybe he takes some time off in my little pony land um uh we do meet plastic man at one of those scenes where they're arguing which he is he is our favorite character in the movie yes he is a delight the only character who it feels like struggles to be in this movie which i think helps make him endearing um and he's just got goofy stretchy powers and, and is very silly and whatever um but while superman is uh, now a threat to America, America decides to retaliate. The president sends Mirror Master and a bunch of commandos to Pa Kent's house. I guess Ma Kent, Martha, is presumably dead in this fiction because she's just yeah, not around. I, yeah, I mean, like, it's so weird how on the Batman side we have, like, a canonical, like, his parents are dead. Both of his parents mm-hmm. are dead. And Superman's side, it's like, sometimes the dad's dead, sometimes the mom's dead, sometimes they're both dead, or I don't know. I was yeah, like, Sometimes they're both I, alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So it's just Pa Kent and... Like you said, Mirror Master shows up, which this fucking third rate <laughs> C tier Superman villain. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> sure. I kind of like, I do love using that level of villain. It's very like Suicide Squatty almost. Like, yeah. It, it's, you know, Amanda Waller should have been behind this, but they're, they didn't. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it would already complicate a yes. needlessly overstuffed yes. script I would by agree also with that. including Amanda Waller. But yes. Yeah. Mirror Master shows up with a tactical squad of commandos. They kidnap Pa Kent. They also set fire to his house, I guess. It's very unnecessary. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then they go through a mirror because that's... I think Mirror Master's powers kind of change a lot, um, but it's always revolved around like illusions and mirrors. He's kind of like the mm-hmm. Mysterio of the DC universe, but he's but able to real like... magic. Well, I guess technologically based power, yeah. He, he literally can just disappear into a mirror universe. Yeah. Um, so Superman rushes home and finds him in the mirror and is like, hey, give me back my dad. <laughs> no. Which, yeah. He says, you, you've you done too much. Uh, the governments of the world are upset with you. You need to go park yourself. And if an alien comes, you can come out. But otherwise, you need to go into hiding and just leave us alone. And as long as you do your dad will be fine 
Um, go ahead. Uh, okay. Second question: Does everyone know Superman's secret identity? Apparently, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Why? How is his dad still alive at this point? Like, if if fucking Mirror Master, like fucking low man on the totem pole villain, yeah. knows his dad, like, why would I would have Lex to Luthor not know? I would have to assume. Well, we're pretty sure canonically in our heads, you know, is yeah. that Lex Luthor our, does know, <laughs> and he our told fan Joker. Canon. Um, but you would have to assume the government knows, like, an Amanda Waller esque figure is running things to the government and knows. And we know the president ordered this kidnapping, so uh, I guess it's not too far of a stretch to say that they've got intelligence on him. Um, I mean, honestly, I who the fuck wouldn't know? <laughs> You know? Yeah, it's not much there's, of a disguise. There's this seven foot tall, like incredibly ripped reporter who keeps showing up at every major disaster in the biggest <sighs> city in the world. Uh, I know where the scoops are. And also, yeah. I do CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can we talk about character design for a moment here, actually, now that we're on this incredibly ripped guy? Kind of everyone is incredibly ripped in this, even even children we see at some point later in the movie are like crazy okay, jack billy batson has magical powers that yeah. can turn him into shazam okay there's there's a there's a narrative reason for that yeah also he's in this movie for a minute <laughs> yeah no not him though obviously uh but like i i know that superman as portrayed in the comics and the 90s cartoons and everything is always this like insanely chiseled character and the evolution of that just over time is natural for art to take the directions it takes but they've also gone for this like they want it's the it's the same wb animation studio that did the mortal Kombat movies they want these characters who are like so cut that they have the deepest darkest shadows at every angle on their body uh-huh and <laughs> for some fucking reason their knuckles are so rigid that they are these little hard angled 90 degree 90 degree 90 degree 90 degree rectangles of just pure black like Mm -hmm. like as if there is a ledge that drops off into a a light eating cave just like vanta black (laughs) hole in their version yeah just insane depth in their knuckles for Un- undetermined reasons every character in the universe has this yeah. we, we cut to the war room with the generals and some of them are like old not crazy ripped people and some of them have it as well but others don't it's very strange um it's a but- very weird almost like um kind of extreme version of the classic dc animation yeah yeah uh, it's like if you add more lines and more darkness it looks better (laughs) it is like the mindset but it's so unneeded it's over designed and it's ugly superman looks like he's got like gills in his ribs (laughs) because his his so cut and and so dark uh, on the angles of those cuts i i really hate it i hate the way it looks i hate how implausible it is it they look like they have hard enough edges that you could like I mean, I guess it's Superman. You could like <laughs> cut, you know, things on him or break things on him, but it's just everybody has it, and it's very unpleasant. There's no natural looking characters in this. I wonder if 
that Mortal Kombat, that first Mortal Kombat anime movie we watched last year was the start of this new animation style because yes. I don't think I've seen it in some anything else since yeah, then. And I can't say I, I can't say I've watched everything. So, I, you know, could have missed it, but it feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So Superman's got dark knuckles. Um, <laughs> make a note of that. So... Again, my notes are very sparse. Okay, so I could tell you what happens here. It's a very quick turn of events between uh, Superman's dad getting kidnapped and Wonder Woman going to the villain bar to save him. I love so, the villain bar. The villain bar is good. Yeah. While while Superman is looking for his dad, uh, Batman is like MIA. He won't talk to Superman. He won't come help um, because Batman goes to the place he knows is the uh, the origin of this problem. He goes straight to the president and sneaks up on him and grabs his, he like wraps his hand around the president's mouth and is like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and tells him that uh, he's going to keep the secret that the president kidnapped Pa Kent, but that if Superman finds out, the president's going to end up dead on floating on Saturn or something like that. Like, he straight up is like Superman's gonna fucking kill you, dude. <laughs> like you can't do this shit. Um, but Wonder Woman on her uh, not on her own. She has uh, some other people help. Cyborg's helping her, and somebody else can't remember who. Um, goes to this known villain bar, which I do know is a thing, and I don't remember what it's called or or whatever. But there is like just a place where like the low level villains can kind of hang yeah. out and have a drink and make like plans. Captain Cold's there and some yeah. other people. Yeah. I, I don't have a, a uh, list we top should my have, head. Yeah, we should have gone through and bulleted them out because that would be fun. Yeah, but they're um, like playing pool and drinking in, in the booths and whatever and yeah. sitting at the bar. Uh, but Mirror Master is sitting by himself at one of the booths and he just sees Wonder Woman kind of walk up and he's like, oh, hey. Yeah, yeah, I did it. I kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. well, he, well they would know because Superman saw him do it yeah. um, but he's like uh, okay ta-ta for now and he jumps into uh, a giant mirror sitting next to the, all the booths yes. and he um, is just mocking Wonder Woman in there and then who would come up behind him in the mirror dimension but Raven mm-hmm. from Teen Titans and like pushes him halfway out of the mirror Yeah, and then she has no voice actress it's just yeah. here I am bloop, and then I'm gone um, but yeah, but the, the halfway out of the mirror is a fun trick though, because then wonder woman gets to like put, I, I think she does the hilt of her sword or maybe it yeah. is the tip. Like, yeah. Against the glass and starts to crack it. And she's like, what happens if I break this while you're halfway through? Um, and just threatens him into two things, telling where Pa Kent is and giving up his mirror belt, which is apparently how he does his mirror tricks. Fully your mirror tricks. So they go, <laughs> to this just giant lake yeah like a sea i think like an inland sea and it's and it's perfectly flat i think it's like maybe way above sea level i don't know but it's like big enough and undisturbed that it's just one giant reflective surface yeah i wish i had put in my notes where they i imagine it's a real place and that they they do say I think the they of said south america or somewhere yeah okay um but i might be wrong on that um, but it's just one giant mirror and uh, the hidden facility that I guess is run by the United States <laughs> is is inside the mirror dimension of yeah. this giant reflection. But don't worry, you won't see it. 
<laughs> well, that's good. That's grand. Yeah. They're going to talk to you about it. They're going to say, Pa Kent is in there somewhere. And don't worry, you'll find him your Superman. So Superman puts on the mirror belt, dives through the lake. I love the concept of that, like having a complete alternate world that is empty and that we can use, you know, like yeah. as like secret things are happening and like typically would keep Superman out. But obviously he has his ways now. Um, I, I like the ideas of that. And then they just fully do nothing with it. They're, they're like now that we've talked about it, you won't hear about this again. Yep. Um, so Superman goes off to do that. And while he's doing that, uh, we get, um, Batman sort of gathering his his team up. Um, he's con- he's contacting Green Arrow, who we should mention. Oh yeah, Harley Quinn is in this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. So after Joker died, she gets captured by Arrow, Green Arrow, and uh, just kind of hangs out with him and becomes buddies with him. Yeah, they have um, like a buddy cop side yeah. story for some reason. Yeah. Um. And the idea is she decides, well, when Batman calls on him to say, hey, I need you to help me bring those special arrows I gave you, which we all know are a wink and a nod to kryptonite arrows, uh, that she says uh, she's going to become Hero Harley, paints or tapes or something, two H's on her boobs, and joins in. Um on her some... corset to be clear yeah not, okay not fair like... enough she's not running around <laughs> topless with two h's <laughs> that would be a different yeah okay a different look um but uh they all collectively gather up and head on to um arkham asylum because when superman comes back he announces to the world like hey you fucked up you took my dad <laughs> and i'm mad <laughs> at took you my dad yeah he's like i'm no longer uh the person who was masquerading as Superman and used to be Clark Kent. He's going to, he tells the world he was Clark Kent, but he's like, now I'm just fucking Superman and I'm going to do my own thing. The world has to pledge loyalty to me. Yeah. Um, so the first act he's going to take is go after Arkham Asylum because Arkham Asylum cares more about the villains than it does about their victims. And it's not cool. (laughs) And, and he's going to put an end to that cycle. So here's the thing. He's right. <laughs> yes, right. That is the hardest part about this stupid fucking plot is that like they're taking the fascist police state dictator guy and giving him a good point, but they're not handling any nuance with that good point. They're just saying Batman's against it because Batman is always right in the general in like in the 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 intelligence sense of like where sure. these things or fall like out in to. the in the very like classical Ten Commandments style, thou shalt not kill. Like yeah, yes, but there Arkham needs know. work. <laughs> like <laughs> there is a major problem with how Arkham is running, and it you know depending on which fiction you're in, it's maybe because like who is it hugo strange or victor strange yeah Yeah, okay he's like doing crazy experiments in there or like you go back to the owl society and they're running weird stuff in there or like i would even argue like uh, maybe this reflects poorly on me just keeping those villains alive is not great like in many of those cases yes yeah (laughs) yeah like like once you know maybe once shame (laughs) on me kill my unborn child (laughs) twice shame on you (laughs) um yeah no i'm with you man like it's tough because there is no world in which the joker gets the appropriate 
mental health care to be redeemed, right? Like in in the 2003 cartoon, Superman lasers a lobotomy into him and he becomes yes. this subservient slave. He's still alive, but he functions and and works for Superman, which is weird. Um I don't think you should enslave people, Superman, but maybe you could lobotomize them <laughs> in, in the in the very extreme singular case of Joker um, and like Victor Zaz, you know, like insane, like zero empathy, zero uh, regret murderers yeah. like him. Literally a serial killer. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, you know, we tried keeping them up, but. You got to have like a a three strikes program or something for breaking out of the asylum. Like it's, it's a bit too much. Um, So you're right. Superman is not wrong, but he is also the emblem of fascism. So (laughs) we can't agree with him. Like we don't want to agree with him, but also he, you know, something in between those two would be great. Terrible news. The worst person, you know, made a great point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah fuck um okay so superman shows up with cyborg who has a little teleportation device it's a boom tube oh is that what it is that's very clever actually i didn't notice that um he starts zapping away like victor zaz and various other villains i can't remember who he takes (laughs) well the Um, victor zaz one's funny because he's just in his cell like mocking cyborg and then he's just like all right bye-bye zoop in (laughs) yeah yeah and the boom tube appears behind him and just sucks him in yeah yeah um at this point we should also mention so like some of the other villains here there's killer croc bane wearing his mask and fully ripped he's not like the scrawny like venomless yeah. vein so, um, yeah seemingly still having his his venom injectors yeah. on uh uh the riddler edward nigma with his domino mask on for some reason yeah. like what? hey <laughs> is it like a fucking therapy tool what are they doing with that <laughs> while he's in prison or in the asylum why is he wearing that just um, the, the makeup tape was just too strong calendar man who does get a good joke here where damian wayne is like whoever the hell that is <laughs> yeah it's like you want to you want to protect these people like killer croc and that guy yeah and calendar man just gets sad but batman stops uh cyborg by activating a virus he implanted in him the day they met which is wild to me because it implies that both you know i, I like the implication that batman is like i'm always prepared for everyone to turn bad so he's got his contingency in place, but also that somehow it has gone unnoticed for presumably years of relationship. Yeah. Um, also, if we want to talk about someone that needs to seek mental health assistance, maybe maybe Batman, yeah, the guy that seemingly can't trust anyone, not can't, even Cyborg. Can't at all, but also never wrong. Mm. <laughs> you know, he's, the best person you know made a great point. Yeah. It's tough, man. Like DC's cut you know cut and dry morality obviously doesn't work in the real world and it doesn't even really hold up to its own scrutiny i guess um but so that he shorts out cyborg for just like a second um harley uh, like i guess superman's like well fuck this i'm gonna take over this situation uh i'm superman no one can stop me um harley has uh in her hero harley chaos mode decides to unleash all of the villains to have them help fight superman because that that'll do it so they all come out as if any single one of them any of these villains has the slightest chance against superman or all of them combined (laughs) 
as if on, any or all of them could dent him. On top of that, why would they give a fuck to help Batman? Yeah. And like, also, why are they fucking idiots for trying? Like, uh, Two-Face is in this lineup. And they all, like, as soon as the doors open, they all come running out in this big wide shot. And it's like two-frame animation run cycle uh, for everyone. It looks like complete shit. And <laughs> there's no way that Two-Face doesn't go, like, hold on, I gotta think about this. That's fucking Superman. Like, <laughs> these are intelligent villains in some cases. Fucking Calendar Man. Calendar Man doesn't go out and fight. Like, he stays back <laughs> and makes a plan. I'll, I'll do this on March 31st. I'm gonna yeah. figure yeah. something else out for them. We're the end of March. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> So maybe Two Face flipped his coin and was yeah. like, "Fuck, I gotta fight." Yeah, that would have been hilarious, right? If he like actually was like, uh, "I don't want to fight Superman. I'll leave it to fate." And then you'd wonder why he has a fucking coin in there, anyways. But um, so they all come running out. Big fight in this big chaotic fight. Solomon Grundy sort of takes on Superman primarily. Um, they, they they do this a couple times in this movie. They pair off like girl fight and have. Poison so, Ivy. Poison Ivy versus and, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm trying to remember all the different players in this fight. Killer Croc gets, like, knocked out, like, one punch in, in the beginning. Bane, similar kind of thing. Um, but at any rate, during all of the chaos, uh, Nightwing and Damian Wayne. So Yeah, which we Nightwing haven't really set up much. Yeah, it's fair. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so, so let's set this up a little bit more. So, yeah. So there's two there's two sides um, originally of on the Justice League. On one side you have Batman, and on one side you have Superman as like the leaders, um, and then kind of parts members of the Bat family have split off. Where Damian Wayne, who is the current Robin and Batman's biological son, um, it's just a bunch of bullshit. You don't need to worry about it. Uh, <laughs> he was raised Except by Ra- Rachel Gould. I, I was gonna and, say, yeah, that does come up. So yeah, okay. yeah. So he's like, he's he's been taught that like killing for the greater good is justifiable. Um, he wants to side with Superman and then Nightwing and Huntress. And I think that's all the member, all the other members of the Bat family. They really show any, give any screen time to side with Batman along with, you know, plastic man and other members, green, green arrow. Um, and so they're opposing each other at the beginning of this fight. And then when Harley Quinn releases all the villains, um, all of the heroes go, well, we have to stand side by side and put away our differences temporarily too defeat the villains and so they do that and yeah so damian wayne is fighting who the fuck cares um and has one of uh nightwing's billy clubs i believe because like nightwing throws it to him and nightwing's fighting also who the fuck cares yeah and damian grabs it and is mad since they're on opposite sides of this this argument they're they're like arguing about it they're like you know you can't do this because this is wrong I don't think it is wrong. Yeah. And then Damien catches the Billy club and then throws it back at Nightwing and Nightwing not paying attention. The Billy club just hits him square in the temple, killing Mm -hmm. him instantly. Yeah. And he collapses to the floor. And Damien's like, he always blocks it. He always blocks it. Oh no. (laughs) Um, Get up big brother. Get up. So in response to this like tragic moment, Superman punches a hole straight through Solomon Grundy, maybe permanently killing him. Hard to know. Um, he like cuts out a chunk of him right yeah. through the middle. I'm pretty sure he flies through him. He yeah, does not you're right. Punch you're right. Him. Yeah. Well, that's still he like 
forward fists flies sure, yeah. through. Superman flight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he does that, and then he yells at everyone else to get back in their cages <laughs> because he's he's mad that someone died. Um, and they all go like, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they do. Um, and Batman carries Nightwing off and, and cries a lot. Um, at which point Superman still feeling a little remorse and like any other Superman story, like there's no way it would get this far, of course. But of course, once his, once your hero actions have caused someone like beloved to die, you have to like stop and have like a think about this moment. Right. Mm-hmm. But not Superman. Uh, I guess he he feels bad for Batman, so he goes and finds Catwoman, and is like, I can't talk to him. Th- too much has happened. It's, we're we're too far. I can't have sex with him. Yeah, I can't <laughs> as much as I want to. <laughs> I cannot have sex with Batman. Uh, so please go do that for me. <laughs> uh, uh, side note: How does Superman have sex? <sighs> okay, look, I don't want to <laughs> get into this. If you've read the script for Hancock uh the the oh, original gosh. outline for that then that you know that it goes poorly sometimes yikes um, have you i guess we might as well tell about it and you can cut this out if you don't want to do you know what i'm talking about uh, i know i know the movie you're talking about i know what happens in the original script in the original script hancock kills i think a sex worker by ejaculating into her so hard that it either rips through her or like throws her against the wall and like brains her on the wall or something. Okay, um, uh, yeah, we which, can we, we can keep we going. Can, well, uh, just you're gonna cut it out. That's fine. I don't care care if you do that. But just to you to me talking, uh, uh-huh. that is part of the biggest reason why he's so excited to meet another superpowered person. Because since that moment, he has never had sex for fear of like murdering someone again, and now sure. he can finally have sex with Charlize Theron. Oh, I didn't know she was in that movie. That's cool. She's like the the super villainess. It's not good. No, <laughs> it's, I didn't think it was. I've never seen it. Both the original script and the actual final movie, neither are good. Um. So yeah, uh, Catwoman goes to the Batcave to console. They really don't care about secret identities in this movie. They just it's, it's all out don't there. Give a shit. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's fine. All the dirty laundry. Like yeah, yeah. It, it's totally like fine at this point to me. Um. Because you're kind of assuming that all these characters have had history by the time they get to building like the Justice League and the Watchtower yeah. out in space and all that. Like they've all kind of learned it. It's almost weirder to me that at the beginning of the movie, when Lois Lane is kidnapped, they dance around Clark's identity. They're like, Lois Lane's important. I can't tell you why. But then all throughout the rest of the movie, they've given up on caring. Yeah. Whereas like if they were just like straight out the gate, like Lois is in trouble and everybody reacted like, oh shit, Lois, then like it would feel like none of that matters because you know everybody's in on it, you know? Yeah. Like, like the juxtaposition is what causes a problem there. But um, <laughs> the, the, we should talk about when Catwoman arrives, Batman is punching a, you know, martial arts practice dummy stick thing. Um, yeah. I'm sure it has like a very official name that I don't know. Um, wearing his fucking bat gauntlets, but they, he is punched so hard and so long that he is just like, full-on bleeding like crazy amounts of blood through his gauntlets yeah are they just like like water balloons inside <laughs> or 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 what is happening that is causing that much blood to come right. through 
a gauntlet that sometimes the wrists guards can like deflect bullets and shit like right yeah like are, are these metal are these the metal gauntlets or they like mesh like what are like yeah it, what are we they dealing seem with to be like thick like even if they're leather that's insane right like right, right, they're not yeah. torn up he didn't punch so hard he broke through the leather so what the fuck are we dealing with yeah um a bit extreme if you ask me a bit extreme but Catwoman consoles him and he breaks down and cries. <laughs> but don't worry, because Nightwing is flying through space. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> this whole this whole thing, this whole part of the movie could be completely Cut it out right out. Ejected it. and it wouldn't make a difference. Yeah. You could so easily take literally just take it out and it wouldn't change things. Um, so Nightwing goes to heaven. He, he thinks he's in heaven. He's told it's not heaven, but it is this very like grand celestial palace in space yeah. where he meets Ramakushna. Thank you. I had to look it up because I actually don't know who this is in the comics or any context. Apparently um, it is original to the comics. Like I thought this was like some Hindu goddess. Mm-hmm. It doesn't surprise me because it might be seen as like sacrilegious in certain communities to use a legit goddess you know so like they just come up with their own but it, would it not be sacrilegious to, to create one no that it's is... just cultural appropriation now oh <laughs> and there's <laughs> there's less backlash for that right. ain't nothing wrong with that <laughs> fuck <laughs> okay so this goddess says i have seen two worlds and endless torment and only you can change it and maybe even you won't be enough and like the most vague nonsense like zero context for anything shows two little bubbles for like a second each and in one Rachel ghoul and damian wayne are fighting and in the other like the entire justice league is fighting so you really can't tell what's going on but they're fighting a shirtless guy um and uh she's just like but with this you can go back no longer as nightwing now you're deadwing which is a shitty name (laughs) and they fucking he's still wearing his nightwing like uh, black leotard yeah and then she transforms it into like kind of like a more armor from from a more armored version of the nightwing outfit to just like body tight black spandex with like the fucking dead man accents to it so it's got red trim and like a red down the middle and then the fucking giant stupid uh, collars that like go up to like his eyebrows well that's how you know someone has cosmic power in the like like arcane power yes yes, exactly the dc universe I think Deadman is a cool character and I think he has a cool design but they did change his name to dead wing in this not dead man right well dead man's a different character like this is not dead man yeah like, yeah, dead- yeah this is dead wing i got you okay yes what i'm saying is that it looks good on dead man gotcha, because dead gotcha, man gotcha. is his own character he's like kind of like this goofball like circus performer that died and he's bald he looks ghostly and this it's just fucking nightwing and they put him in the dead man yeah. costume and it looks stupid as fuck with like a d on his chest <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, for daredevil yeah exactly exactly right um i hate it and it's pointless. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so needless. Also, again, another incongruity with the game. Nightwing, definitely not dead in the yeah. first Injustice game. 
which you know i thought maybe they were going to like have him come back and do a fight at some point and you could argue that they do but they really don't they really really don't um so (laughs) also it doesn't make sense because in the game nightwing is on the side of superman yeah nightwing often hates batman (laughs) like often has issue with how batman runs things you know why because he's a dick oh shit <laughs> i was gonna say because batman is the dick actually he took a child sometimes it's hard to tell who's the dick because yeah. people just say dick in this movie when yeah. referring to nightwing yeah but they just constantly. sound like they're calling him a dick yeah it is it is very hilarious like how often they're just like dick <laughs> just <laughs> like the way they say it almost seems like the voice actor was intending a little bit you know yeah for it to be read that way peepus so okay he's okay he's in he's in ghost mode now yeah we'll come back to him meanwhile damian wayne heads heads on uh to join the superman side Uh, well i mean i guess he's i'm sorry i shouldn't say he has we, we already talked about how he's joined the superman side but more specifically like abandons batman and fully goes on yeah he goes to wherever Rachel Ghoul is um, and invites Superman there and says, here's my old dad. He abused me for many years and made me a killing machine. I think you should trust him. <laughs> He's, he'll help you set things right, Superman. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to push two scenes together. Yeah, go for it, it. Just for efficiency. But they, they meet with Rachel Ghoul which I can't believe we have we have accepted that it's Raish and not Raz. I always preferred Raz, but okay, it's Raish al Ghul. Um, they uh, meet him in his palace, and he has this kind of just like stone slab in front mm-hmm. of him with a body covered. Yeah, and if you're a DC fan, you know he has access to the Lazarus Pit and can bring people yeah. back from the dead. Right. So it's like, oh clearly that's lois lane yeah and they're going to resurrect her yeah but they're going to save that for a little bit who who else could it be honestly i mean nothing makes sense other than that being (laughs) lois lane yeah and so in a later scene superman comes back because he first rejects uh rachel ghoul's help he comes back and he's like let me show you my final plan and the body is still there on the table and it's like "Eh, lois probably like you know kind of decaying a little bit at this point it's been like four days dude (laughs) yeah maybe longer and he he pulls the cloth off the body and it's amazo crickets 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 i guess is an android a humanoid android that rachel ghoul builds that I has yes he built him i mean in this fiction at least he built him also amazo's powers in this and in general in the comics and stuff are to replicate other powers how don't ask don't ask how he has to observe them and then he can do them and it doesn't matter what the power is he can do it when in doubt the answer is nano machines yes definitely i guarantee you that is the answer he reconfigures his nanobot structure to replicate powers i guarantee you that's the answer it's so yeah. stupid but also if you had that uh, the black widow movie does this if you have the ability to have something that just sees a power and can replicate it 
preload him with all that stuff. Whether he has to sit and literally observe video of Superman fighting, you know that exists, or whether he, uh, you know, gets like info dumped into him through a USB stick. I don't care. Like somehow he should get that information ahead of time instead of on the fly learning, which is what these kinds of androids always do in the comics and the cartoons and in this. Uh, it's very like it's a dumb power. I, I, I honestly, I think it's fine with like Taskmaster in Marvel because it's reflex, like muscle memory type stuff. In yeah. this, it bothers me more because it's superpowers <laughs> that you're yeah. learning. Um, he's literally replicating like laser vision. Yeah, like, which is how? wild. Yeah, uh, from seeing a biological structure do it, he's able to replicate it technologically. Nano machines. Yes, nano machines. Of course. Why would you why would you question nanomachines? Yeah, why Nick? would I? Why on earth? So while that's happening, Batman and crew, uh now including Catwoman and Huntress and Harley and everybody, um the Atom uh and who's the other I always forget there's the Atom is the shrinking guy and then there's was and the then Captain there's Adam. Captain Adam. Captain okay. Adam. Okay. Yes. Okay. I was yeah. Okay. Uh he's there as well. Uh they all decide to go steal the Red Sun cannon that Superman made to fight other kryptonians should they ever escape the phantom zone right um uh so that's in the fortress of solitude they get there and who greets them but pa kent who's like uh guys you shouldn't be here i got so many problems with this scene we talked earlier about like how does someone know x this is this is another one for me so it almost seems like batman's like uh, we're just going to leave. Pa Kent's here. We don't want to cause trouble. Yeah. But then before they can do that, Superman shows up and is like, you're coming to fuck with my dad. I'll kill you. Yes. Cause, cause yeah, I think, I think Captain Adam was running interference outside to watch for Superman. Cause yeah. he was like, so he beats him up or kills him. Right. Of the superpowered people, Captain Adam could probably get the closest to going yeah. toe to toe with Superman, which not really, but obviously we see. Yeah. I mean, I think he can like replicate, the red sun radiation or like the if he could do that how is this even a thing radiation yeah Yeah, like this whole heist is pointless (laughs) okay interesting uh so yeah he he's aptly off screen defeats captain adam but uh oh there's another adam in your brain (laughs) Uh, so superman drops to the ground and is like clutching his head because the atom has shrunk down to teeny tiny size with a splinter of kryptonite yeah, and it's just like to the size of a neuron he is standing between two synapses <laughs> just holding this kryptonite connecting the two of them um so that's fun planning in in its own right but then just before they can take the red sun cannon it gets blown up by Rachel Ghul, who says maybe i can help <laughs> which it's a dumb way of entering a, as a supervillain anyway but yeah. then he goes up and everybody lets him everybody just kind of stands back and lets him he goes up to superman puts a you know apparatus on his face and starts giving him chemotherapy radiation which okay what he says <laughs> breathe in this is harmless to you but it'll kill any micro intruders how the fuck did he know what batman was planning with the atom to do that number one like how does he fucking know that that's the way batman goes about this and then how does i guess are you are we counting on the chemotherapy radiation to cancel out kryptonian 
uh, kryptonite radiation because right. so here's the thing here's the thing that happens so the gas like permeates superman's brain and that the adam sees it, he's like oh and like starts like trying to run away from it um and then the, the gas catches up to him and just fucking disintegrates yeah, him dissolves him outright which is also kind of a fantastic character death. We were talking about yeah. <laughs> Jimmy I, I Olsen, wish, but this one's pretty good. I wish instead of dissolving him, it just like choked the life out of it and left a little floating corpse <laughs> inside <laughs> Superman. Um, but yeah, but it also brings up the point of the shard of kryptonite is still in his yeah. brain, just floating there. Yeah. Like, what did that do? <laughs> is that going to be there forever? So he is actually going to get cancer, brain cancer, and he is actually <laughs> yeah, going to have yeah. to undergo chemotherapy. Oh, no. oh God. This is a dark episode. Um, so once that's taken care of, it's it's no small thing for Superman to, you know, like deflect uh, attacks and, and whatever. But unfortunately, uh, Green Arrow lines up a kryptonite arrow shot, fires it at Superman. Superman throws up his his hand just in time to send the arrow astray right into Pa Kent's heart. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. <laughs> to say well, it so out loud. This whole scene is so it's dumb. So it's so stupid. It's just so much stuff happening at the same time. Yeah. So Pa Kent dies <laughs> from Green Arrow. Uh, literally. A green literally. Arrow. Literally. And that is the moment where uh, Superman says... Okay, okay, Rachel Ghoul, you were right. I have to turn on this Amazo robot. So here's my big question: Why did Rachel Ghoul need Superman's permission? I don't understand what Rachel's plan was at all, because it could have just been turn on the robot at any moment. Nah. Oh, you know what? And it, it, the only thing the only thing that makes sense is he needed Superman to train the robot first. But but that's never, never talked about, never shown in any way. All right. So Superman agrees that the Amazo robot needs to be used. He's like, I know a small town we can test it in. And I was like, more like a small ville, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, huh? Wink, wink. Um, meanwhile, we have not talked about Mr. Terrific at all, right. who, is, who also yeah. plays a huge component to the the conclusion the climax of this movie uh at the very early part of this movie mr terrific prompted by no one just starts prattling about multiverse theory (laughs) yes yes oh my god you're so right i forgot about that there's no reason for it in the conversation that they're having that he just starts talking about it yeah He's like, yeah, so there's like an, an infinite number of, of Earths just like ours and an infinite number of, of heroes and Justice Leagues just like ours. And it's like, great, thanks for that very uh, uh, natural inclusion yeah. of, of the DC multiverse. And later on, Superman tries to enlist Mr. Terrific to mm-hmm. his cause because Mr. Terrific is like an incredible, he's like one of the smartest people in the world yeah. and creates incredible technology and he has these little like flying orbs yeah called t-spheres which is yes, the worst name i think i like mr terrific conceptually i think his design is stupid yes and i think there's so much about him is just dumb and he deserves so much better he does but it is also kind of the fun thing of like he's so brilliant that why does he care about the design and stuff like that like he just goes with the mo- the first like obvious like efficient thing i guess 
Yeah. Like he's like, um, oh, I need to have branding. It's a T, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but he he keeps a T on his face, like his costume. <laughs> yeah. Like he has like a kind of black and white like leather suit that has like a red T on it, but also on his face he has a black T. His T's um, all over the place. Just yeah, T's all the way down. Yeah. And uh when he refuses to aid Superman, Superman sends him to this high security prison located in the Marianas Trench. Sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Whatever. I mean, um, I'm okay with fantastic location, like super powered facilities, right? Like you've got to keep them somewhere and that's the best place to like hide them. Why not space? Why not, uh, you know, another dimension? Why not the Phantom Zone? Right. He the has Phantom the fucking zone. Phantom Zone gun. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. Um, so they got to break Mr. Terrific out of prison. Um, Bat- Batman side. But they say the pressure is far too great at the bottom of the ocean for Batman's sub. Batman's sub is not good enough. <laughs> Which sure. is okay. the first time you'll ever hear and only time you'll ever hear Batman doesn't have the technology for a situation. Which also raises the question, then how do they build an entire fucking facility down there? Mm-hmm. Who does have the technology? Any- Mr. Whatever. Terrific. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yes, he's a prisoner of his own genius. Um so they enlist the help of plastic man because he's made of plastic or you know his body can replicate plastic his body can withstand the pressure Mm -hmm. and they just basically tie him to the end of a little tiny submersible drone Mm -hmm. and send him into the facility and there's a whole prison break scene they he busts mr terrific out this is the one of two moments where deadwing shows up Right. Because Cyborg gets the alert, comes down to stop Plastic Man. Mr. Terrific says, we have to get out of here. You have to bust through the dome ceiling. Pretty ridiculous to put a dome ceiling on an underground prison. Bad idea from a design perspective. Uh, Filmed glass ceiling, to be clear. Well, yeah, presumably not glass glass, but like, yes, clear acrylic of some kind or whatever. Um, So he's like, you got to bust through there to get us out uh and uh doing nothing because he doesn't know what to do plastic man just kind of freaks out while deadwing ghosts around and says well maybe i can help and dives into cyborg possessing him raises his arm up blasts the glass ceiling and water begins to flood this facility now women can be ceos they can like be executives of fortune 500 thank companies you. thank you for feminism deadwing <laughs> <laughs> okay that's that was the point of him being in this movie uh so this head white man <laughs> so he then lets cyborg go which i don't understand why because like cyborg continues to shoot at mr terrific and plastic man he's like could have held on a little bit longer um but uh mr terrific takes off his shirt yeah and has not only the t on his face and the t on his shirt but a big old t on his chest and plastic man's like hey nice tattoo um and he says it's not a tattoo and peels it off of himself and it is some kind of nanobot programmable device which he turns into a sphere that they can ride out yeah. uh, as it, the place fills up with water, drowning all other prisoners and guards <laughs> and right. like lunchroom staff. 
Right. <laughs> like, Depressurizing the entire facility and yeah. crushing it under the weight yeah. of being at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. They knew the Yay, risks. superheroes. <laughs> they did it. But thankfully, uh, you know, Cyborg can teleport out of there, so he'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> he also, did we say that he sees Dick when he yeah. leaves his body? Yeah, after he after he depossesses, you get to see him. And that that doesn't mean anything in this movie. Nope. It's just nope. I mean, it gives two characters a moment later, but that's it. Oh god. It's, uh, it's dumb. Dylan, I hate this fucking movie. <laughs> okay. Well, before you fully eject this movie out of your brain, we have to get to the Smallville Corn Festival. Yeah. Yeah. Where Amazo is patrolling. Uh he is watching guard. Yeah, this is like his first day. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, beat cop just just watching over the 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 parade at the Smallville Corn Festival. They they're really bad at like I thought I understood the scale of Amazo pretty well because when he's on that slab, it's like okay, he's like average height, he's like maybe he's like six foot or whatever. And there's this part where like someone like walks up to him and he's like standing like at the the courthouse steps, mm-hmm. just like hands on hips, and they make him look like he's twelve feet tall. Yeah, but I feel like they would do that with Superman in this movie too. Like I suppose, like just make him seem so much larger than life. But I do think he's supposed to be big. Yeah, yeah, but he is watching. Comings and goings of the corn. Right. The day's events. <laughs> yes. The children of the corn, if yes. you will. Um, and sees a man throw some litter on the ground. Yeah. And apparently that is now a capital offense. Yeah. The programmed response to litter a small piece of garbage on the ground is to explode a car and leave that a burning wreck in the middle of town. Yes. A far more drastic piece of litter, some might argue. And in that logic loop, I hope I would be able to defeat Amazo if if I were able to put him <laughs> in a paradox where he has to destroy himself. But in doing so, destroying himself would leave a very large piece of litter. So he'll just stall out and do nothing. Yeah. Colonel Panic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like the cops see is just this giant explosion happen. And so the Smallville Police Department like rushes over and they like draw their weapons. We're prepared to deal with this. <laughs> yes. Um we had Superman in our backyards for years for some reason, so maybe we can maybe he'll show up. Yeah. And sure enough. Yep. Um because they draw their weapons on Amazo, Amazo reads it as a threat and he's about to murder. You know, Amazo says a cab. Uh he's going to murder all of <laughs> hey, these don't, cops. Don't make Amazo a good guy here. <laughs> <laughs> um and before he gets a chance to do so, Superman shows up and starts going toe-to-toe with him and he gets Rachel al ghul on the horn and says race your robot is on the fritz and he's like nope i intended that <laughs> yeah. the whole time he's not on the fritz you're on the fritz <laughs> <laughs> he says he can't trust superman to do what he wants him to do so he's gonna make amazo replicate all superman's powers and he's gonna be the police for the world um so why the fuck didn't he just do it why did he need Superman to agree first before he then turned on Amazo to fight Superman? Like, Raish knew this was going to happen. This is not a surprise to him. So it could have come yeah. out at any moment, at any time. But uh, the entire Justice League comes together to help stop Amazo. Uh, they put aside their differences once again. And uh, you have a couple of beats here. Um, 
<laughs> cyborg comes down with a crazy large cannon and uh tries to shoot amazo who mm-hmm. <laughs> amazo can turn to stone and turns to stone but in one well, shot he, well that's when he when he fought yeah he you're fought right hawkeye or fought, <laughs> hawkeye he fought <laughs> hawkman first yeah um and uh, replicated the metal that his morning star is made out oh, of. Oh, is it metal, then, not stone? Okay. Yeah. And then Makes sense. I, that's why I assume that makes and sense. Then unceremoniously kills Hawkeye, yeah, like crushes curb his fucking him. head. Uh, yeah. And then turns to face. Yeah. Um, who, Cyborg. Who blasts him and in a weird cut, like the color artists or the editor, I don't know which one of them is to blame, just did not make him this metal form in like in between shots. So he's metal, not metal, metal again, but gets hit by the blast and is totally fine, except that it, I guess it like blasts the fake skin off his face. So we've got now a like metallo yeah. skull underneath. Yes. Um, just to make things a little bit more, you know, Skeletor. Yeah. Um, bring Malcolm McDowell back to voice Mazo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, who, what, like, what are the beats beyond that in this fight? Are there any others? Well, he kills Cyborg. Does he kill Cyborg? Okay, yeah, I couldn't he grabs, remember. He grabs Cyborg's, you know, faceplate, the side of his face that's metal, mm. and just rips it off. And then yes, just that's right. starts beating him or something. Yeah. they. It's it's a lot of, like, off-camera yeah. kills. Um, So it's hard to tell, like, what actually, like, does Cyborg end. But, yeah, he kills Cyborg. Once again... Another incongruity with the game because Cyborg very much in the first Injustice game, still very much on the side of Superman. <laughs> well, and that's because this, like, obviously this is a different universe, but also this movie, we should say, does come to an ending that doesn't lead into an Injustice game. Like, no. if this is going to be, this is like a complete telling of a story that just ends. <laughs> if know. anything, it would lead into Injustice 2, but we can get to that. Okay. Um. And and yes, they come together to defeat Amazo by um, making uh, Plastic Man shows up and forces Amazo to replicate his power. So he gets stretchy mm-hmm. and then they're able to he doesn't fully replicate his power. So they rip Amazo in two and then Plastic Man does the thing all of the MCU fans wanted Ant-Man to do the <laughs> Thanos and into goes his up his butthole. <laughs> And expands and blows him up. Yeah. Uh, And why that works and he can't just replicate what Plastic Man is doing and stretch to a commensurate amount, I don't understand. Exactly. Well, like you said, like didn't fully replicate his powers. I guess there's some. Yes. There's a there's a there's a processing time. Mm, Okay. Uh, They're also, though, during this fight, Plastic Man and uh, Mr. Terrific are like not engaging in the fight before that point because they are trying to build a stack of blocks <laughs> which is so yeah. fucking dumb you can program like anything t- to do anything in this universe you can make a robot that can c- control all powers you can't just have those blocks like come together and like magnet form a shape yeah, or something assemble yeah so instead they have to like manually pick up these really heavy blocks and put them in place and it it is like people moving like off of a moving truck into their house like dumb levels of like manual labor um they put it together it opens up a portal to somewhere that uh Mr. Terrific goes through and then that gets like scattered by the fight so Plastic Man has to rebuild it and he's complaining the whole time and making jokes and whatever 
he rebuilds it and then goes into the fight and defeats Amazo. So Plastic Man, very MVP in this whole yeah. fucking telling. Like he does everything that that leads to victory. Um, but after they destroy Amazo, or meanwhile while they're destroying Amazo, maybe I should say, we also have a secondary fight happening with Ra's al Ghul. Uh, Raish and Damian Wayne are battling in Raish's like palace or whatever. Um, because I guess the idea, and I honestly didn't get this from watching it, but I like tried to make sense of the Deadwing character by doing some reading online. The idea is that Raish is going to unleash like an army of Amazos. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has to be stopped, and that's the like stakes of the the universe is in peril in a secondary way to Superman. Um, so Damien is fighting Raish, but is not competent enough to kill Raish, I guess. So in order for Damien to survive, Deadwing has to possess Damien and be like, little brother, let me take control. <laughs> and they like argue about it a little bit, but eventually not. In fact, I don't believe he ever agrees. I don't believe Damien is like, okay, I trust you. I made a mistake. He's like, no, stop. <laughs> and, and Deadwing just overrides control of Damien's body to defeat Rachel Ghoul. Well, that's um, not true because he does advise him at the end because like the basically the stakes here are like the morality stakes have been throughout the entire movie that Damien wants to kill Raish mm-hmm. um, for portraying Superman, whereas Nightwing is like, no, we can defeat him without uh, killing. Yeah, without killing him. Yeah, and that's so, a good like, point. Eventually, they come to an agreement uh, because every time Damien Dreddick goes in for a killing blow, he yeah. like gets injured. Okay, and Nightwing is like okay, just follow my lead, like, listen to what I'm saying, and then, like, he points out a point where Rachel Ghoul's, like, stance is, like, weak and is able to, like, kind of low kick, swipe yeah, sweep him. the leg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then knock him out. Yeah. Okay, that is a much better telling of those events. Um, Thank you. So, <laughs> they they defeat him, and then that gives uh, Deadwing the ability to come out of uh, Damien. Damien can see him, and he's like, I love you, little brother. I'm going off to heaven now. <laughs> <laughs> and Damien's like, sorry, I killed you. Yeah. Um, and I guess Damien doesn't have to feel any guilt anymore because of that. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the like close of B-plot, I guess, over there. Like, very unnecessary added story that it just gets wrapped up with a fight like with a bunch does. of bullshit like the fucking like him coming back as a ghost and it's like who needs all this yeah dumb well they gave it nonsense. such cosmic stakes they were like you need to do this i am a goddess telling you that this is important and it feels like he should have been much more directly involved in yeah. like the major a plot story for that to mean something um but it doesn't so they defeat race they defeat amazo at which point superman uh, and Batman have a chit chat <laughs> where he's like, "Hey, you see what happens when you fuck with you know a stranger in the Alps? You gotta give, <laughs> you gotta stop uh, trying to take over the world." And Superman gets pissy and is going to uh, is going to prove that he is the best and the biggest and the strongest and and continue his mission. Um, when who should stop him but Superman two? <gasps> the sequel yeah um a a lighter blue superman comes out of mr terrific's portal and 
does battle with this Superman, he has a very wholesome sounding, very 90s kids cartoon Superman who's like, hey, buddy, you, you, I see you've gone off the deep end a little bit. Why don't we have a chit chat about this? Um, so they, they do battle. It's like, I guess it's supposed to feel epic. It, you said as we were watching it, why don't you just go back and get like 20 Superman? <laughs> like, yeah. But also, what is the like, how did Mr. Terrific know that going to get this Superman wouldn't turn into doubling the situation and making it worse? What if that Superman came through and was like, hey, you <laughs> you can't do this. You can't kill people. And he's like, they killed Lois and our son. And he goes, oh, fuck. Yeah, kill them all. <laughs> like, <laughs> that could have easily happened, right? Like, uh, like, or, or, or even just when Mr. Terrific first came to that world, that Superman could have been a problem. Um, it, it's, it's very like optimistic to think, well, I know Superman is a pillar of goodness when you live in a world where Superman is not a pillar of goodness and to assume that you can get a good Superman somewhere. Um, if in an infinite multiverse, there are infinite evil Superman. Mm-hmm. So your odds of hitting one seem pretty high. You should look out for the ones with the goatee. Yeah, but this one didn't have one. He didn't even have a snidely whiplash. Well, he had a stubble. He had a he had a five o'clock shadow. That's true. After his wife died. That's true. Um, so slightly darker Superman, slightly lighter Superman fight. It is a a, a like uh, that. That's the other thing is like you said. Why didn't they get twenty Superman? Because it feels like it's going to be a stalemate for a while. They're just punching, punching, punching eventually i guess anger superman wins over wholesome superman yeah and because he's like i know your weakness you you always hold back i've learned not to hold back Mm -hmm. and then just starts pummeling the shit out of him which is straight out of the like justice lords version of superman where he's like i've always been holding back and now i don't have to and like fucking goes crazy um so yeah uh why did they need to get another superman when their real plan was this (laughs) <laughs> After he beats good Superman, he goes to Batman and says, did you really think I was going to get talked out of this? And Batman says, yeah, I did. And then Lois Lane, pregnant, comes yeah, through like, the portal. Like nine months pregnant. Yeah. And is like, Superman, Clark, stop. <laughs> and he goes to tears. Uh, you know, reasonable reaction to what's happening. Uh but they have a like quick like you're not my Lois well you're not my Clark but here's where we are um, you can't do this and and that is like the full climax of the movie is Superman having to realize that Lois would never want him to react like he's reacting to her death and he is ready to die but Batman says nope you're not getting off that easy uh, you're gonna go to a fucking red sun jail and then um when we need you, you will come out. You'll do what we say when we need you, which I think is also just so fucking dark, but apt. Like there are threats that you need a Superman to deal with. So you would, but also yikes. <laughs> um, yeah. But Superman says, no, you don't even have to build a prison. I'll just, I'll just be good. Um, I'll just do. Does he say that? He says, you don't have to build the prison. I'll just go wherever you tell me to go. Like he is broken, you know, emotionally at that point. Um, weird to me that he doesn't consider like going off world with this Lois Lane, who's who her Superman has died and mm-hmm. like living together. But that would be a gross ending for this because Superman has killed people. And like for him to just be like, I get to go have a happy ending would not be okay. 
Yeah. But but also weird that no one pitched it <laughs> like in the story. I, like you wouldn't you wouldn't pitch it and then not deliver on it. But in reality, right? Someone would have to be like, "Well, what if this?" Um Yeah. That's the movie. I mean, that's it. It's just like, "Oh, okay. Everything's going to be fine now, I guess. There's half this fucking world is dead because of Superman and or half the superheroes are." Um It was a lot of scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's very dense for the runtime and it doesn't need to be that no, dense. No, it doesn't. And and so many of those scenes are just to like set up characters to be like, Well, I saw him, I saw Flash in this movie, that checks my box, I'm happy. Yep. Like it's 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 substanceless. It feels like I mean, I set it out the gate that the two thousand three two parter dark or, or not dark uh the Justice Lords two parter of yeah. the TV show did so much of a better job of telling this story in two half hour blocks uh, with ads than this movie did. It can't find its tone because like it has like these dark, funny moments, but it's dealing with real serious darkness. And the writing is about on the maturity level of a ninth grade high school boy. Like it is, which I mean, goes along with the dark tone, honestly, like, it is it is fully just like immature and and unpleasant to watch i think um the only thing it didn't do was deeply over sexualize the few women characters in it who barely get any screen time anyway which is a positive right it, it's, it's like an odd it's, it's like a like a slightly above half kind of positive right it didn't sure. over sexualize that's a positive but it also didn't give them fully realized characterization either. We get Harley who is like this bubblegum pixie, you know, like uh, floating around the whole thing. We get, Oh, Batman kisses Catwoman in the end because that felt fucking like necessary, I guess <laughs> like it, it, like their romance is not like a through line through this movie. It's one scene that is important, but it's not like, it's not like they're like waiting to resolve this to then be able to have their time together. He's just like, I'm overcome with joy that we beat Superman. Give me a kiss, baby. <laughs> like it's very weird, very out of character, uh, in, in like intensely unprivate for Batman to just start making out with Catwoman in the middle of this field. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, none of, no one's over sexualized. So that's good. Very few, no characters hardly are given much characterization other than plastic man. Uh, Batman is the stereotypical dark and broody Batman who's always right about everything. Um, Superman is not dealing with trauma in a way that is like voiced uh, intelligently at all. Like at one point he's like, I just want to smash everything. Like <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Wonder woman tries to make out with him at one point and it's just awkward because he's not interested, which I, I, interesting that they went that route but also you know like why why even put it in there yeah deeply unpleasant rereading uh this wikipedia blurb about this movie it seems that this is not supposed to be a prequel mm-hmm. no because it's a, like a complete retelling it's yeah it's a retelling which is weird it's a very but poorly done retelling. <laughs> but it's based off of the prequel comic 
for the game. Well, I think it's based off the game is more accurate. It just catches, it starts a little bit earlier than the game, right? Like it covers the prequel and the game based on my understanding. Yeah, but, but, but the ending of this. Sure. I feel like is different than the ending of the actual game. I don't know. I've, it's been a while since I've uh, watched a YouTube video of all the cutscenes. Well, they, they only had a 90 minute the box first. and they stuffed everything into it, you know? Sure, 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 sure. Um, yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Poor animation quality. Like, I don't want to say poor voice acting, but just poor dialogue for the voice actors to play with and odd voice actor choices, like the casting choices. Yeah. Um, yeah, the voices were even Harley, which I feel like normally is like, you know, one you would want to nail Harley and Joker. Like those voices were off. Yeah. Batman was fine, but it wasn't Kevin Conroy and Superman was fine. Yeah. Well, no, Superman was not fine. Superman was like oddly squeaky. Yeah, he he was. Yes. See, that Superman voice, if you gave that to like Shazam, I think I'd be fine with yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, the right yeah. the right character for that voice. Totally fine. Just not not what we got in this movie. Yeah. Uh, well, Nick, is there anything else to say about injustice? Uh, it is an injustice that we had to watch this film. <laughs> well on the bright side there's only one other dc comics movie we'll ever have to watch fuck you (laughs) (laughs) you want to hear what we're watching next i guess so yeah tell me dylan all right awesome um you're in luck nick i got in luck i've never heard of that one (laughs) that doesn't sound like a video game um in the leisure suit larry universe Yes, uh, it's a Texas Hold'em game. Um, as a reward for surviving, I'm giving you an episode off. Oh yeah, fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah, <It's> been- <laughs> my first vacation day since we started this four years ago. You used to be like collapsed for 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, the next thing we'll be watching is Resident Evil, colon, welcome to Raccoon City, the brand spanking new, only in theaters. I love how trailers are saying that now. Yeah, only available as theaters. if it's a fucking bonus, right? Like, <laughs> hey, you love theaters, and you love when you can only watch a movie in one. I like the theater experience, but yeah, I get what you sure. mean. But like, the option's nice. Right, being denied an option, being sold as a positive is fucking insane. I agree, um, but uh, uh, Mr. Alex Damrath will be joining me. Will we going back to the movies to go see one? <laughs> go see one one of them. Go see a what a movie. The a video. <laughs> Bye.